welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Is Breakfast with Champions. The Millionaire Breakfast Club. I am T.M. Hyman. And I'll go ahead and get us started uh, this morning to kick off the day. Again, top strategies. 
um, that top strategies on money and what you can learn uh, from those strategies. For me, I'll tell you, I've been reflecting on all of the conversations um, that we've had all month long, all month long. And we've had so many strategies shared with us, so many concepts. I mean, Steven has launched an NFT, right? I mean, we've talked about uh, the nuances of, of what's happening in the world. But the reality is, is many of us still are sitting, resting, waiting, and, and we can't afford to sit, rest, or wait. Question, there are like five different types of categories when it comes to change. When it comes to change, and that's kind of what I want to talk about this morning, a change in growth. But there's five different categories when it comes to change. I wonder which one of these categories you fit into. You fit into. I certainly know mine. But before I get started, I just want to talk about these five categories of change, and I want you to think about what category you fall into as we start this conversation this morning. When I think of categories of change, there are five, and for me, I rest between two. I rest between two. So the five are innovators. They are the originators of new ideas and generally are not acknowledged as leaders. They're not leaders, right? They don't lead organizations or lead teams or people, but they, they, they lead in the area of creativity and, and ideas. So innovators, they are originators of new ideas. Um, then there are early adapters. There are those who know a good idea when they see it, right? They jump right on the bandwagon because they know that's the next best thing. We are early adapters. I fall between innovator and early adapter, at least in my own mind, right? And so then the third is middle adapters. Middle adapters, they are the majority. They will respond to the opinions of others. They won't make a move unless their friend makes a move, right? These are middle adapters. Then there are late adapters. Late adapters are the last group uh, to endorse any kind of idea. Right? They often speak against the proposed change, and they may, even, they may never even verbally acknowledge the acceptance of your idea or this new thing. There are some people who are pushing back on NFTs. They're pushing back on the blockchain. But it really doesn't matter. NFTs are going to go on regardless. The blockchain is going to stay stable regardless. But what are you? Are you an innovator? Are you an early adapter? Are you a middle adapter? Are you a late adapter? Or number five, are you a laggard? Are you a laggard? The laggards always are against change. Their commitment is to the status quo and the past, and, and you can't really change their ideas about it, right? Often, they try to create division between the people who want to innovate versus those who want things to stay the same. Which are you this morning? It's important that you recognize which category you fall in because you can come into the Breakfast of Champions and you can hear all of the information and we can pour into you and pour into you. But if you're a laggard, it doesn't make a difference. If you're a laggard and you're resisting the change, it, it really doesn't make a difference. What we share with you, you aren't going to do anything with it. 
I think it is extremely important to recognize how you respond to change. Most of us in this room, if you're here at five o'clock in the morning, you're looking for something better. You are leading the way. You're pioneering the way. But often when we get off of Clubhouse, it goes back to business as usual. And we have to learn how to not just embrace change, but we've got to embrace growth. We've got to embrace growth. Now, can someone do me a favor? I am looking for Belinda Florist. Um, Belinda Florist in the audience. So if someone can pull her up um, when she pops into the room, um, I don't see her quite yet, but Belinda Flores, uh, when she pops in, could someone just bring her up for me? Change, change. Like growth is one thing, change is a whole different ball game, right? Change is going to happen with us or without us. With us or without us, change is going to happen. Growth doesn't always happen. Growth doesn't always happen. The scripture reference I'd like to start off with this morning, um, as I just introduced myself again, T.M. Hyman, I'm a business leader, and I focus on business faith and leadership. Um, I lead large teams across the country, and, and what I know to be true is that communication and growth is a major part of what I do and contribute to as far as the development of, of other, other leaders, other leaders. I'm a mentor, I'm a coach, I'm a business leader, but, but I'm a student at all times. Regardless of my influence, I'm a student at all times. Because if we are not learning and growing, we're dying. And my scripture reference for today, as, as we wind down like the month and th this last week of February, right? Like be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's Romans 12 and 2. Because it starts in the mind. It all starts in the mind. Just about everyone agree that growing is a good thing. Everyone's going to say, yes, growth is a good thing. But relatively few people actually dedicate themselves to the process of growth. Why? Why? Because growth requires change. And change is hard. Let's be honest. Change is hard for most people. But the truth is, without change, growth is impossible. It's impossible. Most of us fight against change, especially when it, come on, especially when it affects the things that we take personally, the things that we embrace personally. Everyone thinks of changing the world. I know I want to change the world. I just posted something over the weekend and say, my name is TM Hyman and I'm here to change the world. But no one really thinks about changing themselves first before we go out and want to change the world, right? It's not a reflex to say, well, let me change me. The reflex is let's go change the world. But without change within ourselves, right? It, it's, it's hard. The ironic thing is that change is inevitable. Everyone has to deal with it in their lives in some way, shape, or form. But on the other hand, growth, it's not inevitable. Growth is optional. Growth is optional. You can choose to grow or you can fight it. But know this, people unwilling to grow will never reach their potential, which is why you have to figure out wh which category you fit in 
change? Are you an innovator? Are you an early adapter? Are you a middle adapter, a late adapter, or are you a laggard? Do you push back on change? Are you fighting the change that you need to make in your life? If you are unwilling to grow, you will never reach your potential. And we are here not just to reach our potential, we're here to like exceed it, crush it. That's what we're here to do. We're here to crush our potential. Each and every person in this room, I need you to recognize whether you are a innovator, an early adapter, a middle adapter, a late adapter, or a laggard. Which one are you? Which one are you? And we'll get into that a little bit later. Making the change from being an occasional learner to someone dedicated to personal growth is tough. I've always been a learner. My, my mom, you know, we were talking recently and she reminded me of when I was a kid and, and I used to read a thesaurus. <laughs> she said I used to read a thesaurus, right? And so I'm like, uh, I remember that. <laughs> I, I actually re remember reading a thesaurus because I've always been a learner. I've always been a learner. Identifying your level or your category of change makes all the difference in the world. Most people want to go against the grain, but we've got to be able to embrace change and growth. You know, I think the majority of, of us celebrate when we receive a diploma or a degree or, you know, uh, specific to education. It's like we, we celebrate. We want it to be over. We say, "Woo! thank goodness it's over. I'm done. I'm done now. Right. But we're never done growing. We're never done. And when we think we're done, that's the wrong kind of thinking. Right. Because at the end of the day. To think that you're done growing, done with schooling, it doesn't take you to a higher level. It keeps you in that place where you are. When I started to think about change and, and growth, um, I had to uh, invite my next guest. And uh, Ms. Clark, I've sent you an invite. And if you could just ex accept that invite, uh, trying to get Belinda Clark up on stage. Trying to get Belinda Clark on stage. I've sent the invite a couple times. Can somebody help me to get her up on stage? Who can identify their category of change while we're trying to get Belinda up on stage? Who can identify their category of change? I identify myself. Okay, stand by. Okay. Thank you. I, I identify, thank you. I identify as an innovator or an early adapter. Uh, go ahead. Who said I can't? Dr. Jamesia. Good morning. Doctor, Dr., good morning. What, what's your category, Doc? I am definitely not an early. I would have to say middle. It takes me a minute to just kind of see how things go. And I'm not an impulse shopper either. So I would say middle. Yeah, mi mi middle. Absolutely. And it's good that you know that, right? 
because m most it said the majority of people are middle adopters i mean if you're someone who only thank you daughter maria if you're someone who only goes to a restaurant based on a yelp review you are a middle adopter flash your mics if you only go to restaurants based on reviews i see well, at least a couple right uh, who else knows the category they fall into thank you for that what's your, your category Hey, uh, you know, I, I think it varies. I mean, you know, if, if I look at my life as far as business goes, totally, um, I'm an innovator. Like, there's no doubt there. But, you know, and I always thought I was that way all the way through life. And then when my wife said, everything's changing, we're not together anymore, uh, I was suddenly wasn't an innovator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think it depends on the situation and the depth that I have in the in whatever. It could be emotional. It could be business. It could be friend-related or whatever. So I think, I think it's, in, in general, I'm an innovator. But when it comes to the emotional side, sometimes I do resist. I think that resistance actually builds up the ability to learn about why you're resisting. And then when you do break free, the innovation just explodes into a whole new realm. At least that's what happened with me. No, absolutely. And it does vary. And I think it not only, you know, do some of us have multiple categories that we may fall into, Stephen? Um, I think it may change, as you just stated, based on seasons. Right. I mean, there may be a season in which we were an early adapter and then there may be a season in which now we are a middle adapter or, or an innovator. And so I think uh, that is true. But it's important that each of us in this room recognize what category we fit into, because the category that we fit into often dictates our mindset, which often dictates the actions or the lack of actions that we're going to take. Which brings me to my next guest or not my next guest, but my guest, because we've been doing some serious work. And when you talk about top strategies, uh, I want her to come on and share a little bit. Um, and hopefully we can get a strategy or two, or at least some perspective. Um, she spoke for the first time on Clubhouse on Sunday when she popped into a room. And uh, I had to cut the room short. And, and we've had some conversations uh, since then. I, I, actually, I asked a question last night and found out something uh, that I did not know. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. No, and, and I should have, I should know this, uh, my friends, uh, here in the Breakfast of Champions, because I, I want to introduce you to Belinda Clark, who happens to be my mama. What's up, ma? How are you, dear? Good morning. Unmike. Say hello. She is gone. Y'all see, she's brand new on Clubhouse. I think she unmiked and moved herself back to the audience. So did someone uh, do that? We're going to try to try this again. Hit, Good hit morning. Okay. Did you move yourself down? <laughs> I did. I was just hitting buttons. I was hitting buttons. Yeah, Welcome to the Breakfast of Champions. Uh, lady, but ladies and gentlemen, Belinda Clark is my mom, but I mean, she's a dynamic businesswoman. Everything that I know um, in business, it kind of started uh, from her and my dad and my grandfather, who were all entrepreneurs. Um, but my mom has, has done some serious work 
uh, I've actually had the pleasure of, of working with her. I've helped her to grow her business over the few years and just the backstory, right? My mom has owned many businesses. She's owned a floral shop. She's owned a nail shop. I mean, she's done multiple things. She's owned a clothing store in my lifetime. So it was inevitable for me to be an entrepreneur. Um, but the one thing that I can say about her is she was always focused tight with her money tight i've always called my mama cheap y'all she's cheap y'all but but listen now that i understand money a little differently i understand her concepts her ways uh, a little differently last year she made the most money in her life and it wasn't by happenstance she made, oh, and, 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 and she may be mad that I actually say this because she don't talk about money, folks, which is why she's here with us, right? She's one of uh, the folks who money is taboo. You, you keep your business in your house. I know as many of y'all in this room, right? You know, you, you don't, you know, you keep your business in your house. You don't talk about money, but she made well over a quarter of a million dollars last year. And I am so, so, so proud of her. And I know she's proud of herself because listen, like she whispered, listen, she whispered it to me. She whispered <laughs> it to me, like like somebody could hear it. Like, do you know how much I made last year? Like people could hear us, right? But it speaks to the the concepts. Belinda Clark, my mama, welcome. Ma, where did you learn about money first? Like like how did you learn to manage money early on? Um, I learned it from my father. Um, you know, I grew up in a house with nine sisters and brothers. And so my father was very <clears throat> conscious of where those pennies went. And so in our neighborhood, um, we was the first ones to get telephone. And so when people would come to our house and ask them, can they use our telephone? So my dad said, okay. So he's made a little cigar box and he started charging them 10 cents to use the telephone. He would take the box and open and put a little hole in it enough to, for our hand, one hand to fit in there. And he would let us get as much as we can out of the cigar box. And so I started taking, when I did mines, I counted my little money up and I it was like nickel dimes and quarters in there. And I counted it up and I took what I was going to spend and the rest of it, I saved it. So that concept that my dad will always spend that, don't spend it all. You have to save some for tomorrow. And uh, I just picked that concept up even as I begin to work, uh, begin to uh, when I had my kids and especially when I had my kids, because I always knew that I had to have some money in, as old people would say, in the bammer. And so I will always uh, just spend a little, save a little. And as I um, matured in life, um, God gave us a, a special gift, you know, and uh, first Timothy uh, one and seven and two and two Timothy one and seven. God said he gave us love, power and a sound mind. And so with that sound mind, he gave us a mind to understand what we're doing with what he has given us. And God said 10 percent 
you know, give me 10%. And he was just so wonderful to give us the whole 90%. So even the 90% of what um, God has given us, I take and take the 90% and I divide it. And so I just divide it in two. Half I spend on what I need to spend on the necessary things that I need to get. And the other half is a savings. And so that savings has allowed me to be able to treat my kids at Christmas, to do different things with them. And even for me, I'm not a shopper. I'm not a spender. Um, I get what I want when I want it, but I'm just not a lucrative spinner. And I just picked it up from from there. You know, don't you don't have to spend it all. You never know. Even when it's come to come to helping people, you know, somebody may not have, somebody may need, and being able to help them when I can, that's how I just got it because off you my stored day. it up. Because you stored it up. You stored it up, right? So you can help. Um I think I'll say this. You you were you learned to save and because I think you were so frugal with us yeah. and your savings, right? Um, I, I didn't want to save anything. I, I wanted to spend <laughs> as often and as frequently as possible yeah. because I remembered those off-brand cereal. I remember, listen, I remember wanting Fruit Loops when, you know, uh, he was like, nah, what's wrong with these Loop Loops? Loop Loops, not the Fruit time. Loops. You know, let's get these loop loops. Right? Can anybody relate to to to, to wanting those brands when you were a kid, right? But you had a frugal parent. Um, I'm 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 making jokes, but what I'll say is, all of us foundationally, it started with our parents, whether we know it or not. Our mindsets, our concepts around money, whether we are an, an early adapter or a middle adapter or a late adapter, a a, all of those concepts starts with our parents. Uh, mother, what's been your greatest challenge around money? I know we were recently talking about the accrual um, accounting system versus the cash-based accounting system, and as we lean into um, financial statements and you know uh, P and Ls, but. And, and that has been an interesting process, right? L learning the different uh, accounting mechanisms. But what has been your greatest challenge around money? Just changing the mindset, changing my mindset of, of about money and how that, even though I think that in saving in one way, it is so many different ways in saving but the thing about it is, it's the whole mindset of understanding about the money. So my greatest, it's just, it's just learning about the accrual, learning about assets, learning about the different um, things that money um, can do for you. And not even money that's on the paper is different than money in your hand. So this year has been last year's year in learning in different aspects about money. Awesome. I see a red bar. Um, and, and for the sake of time, just want to fast track to one last uh, question. What advice can you give? B being that you just made the most amount of money that you ever made in your life, and I know it shocked your socks off, um, and, and we've set some some goals and we're forecasting, um to 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 double that right um this year and i know you are so nervous about it 
somewhat fearful of it, right? But I'm holding your hand as we walk through this thing. What advice can you give uh, <laughs> other people, um, you know, about making the most money they've ever made in their life? What advice can you give them? The advice is um, you're breaking up. You're you're, you're breaking up. Like, stop moving. Stop moving. Stop moving. Okay. Uh, to get a coach, to really feel freedom to speak with the coach and to understand um, as the coach encourages you and 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 drop those nuggets in you. I think what happened with me is that the fear, the fear in which I carried that um, I had to pinch every nickel and dime, which in reality, I really didn't, but I did. That's my mindset. But having my coach, it's wonderful, y'all. I got to say this, wonderful having my son as my coach. Oh, my God. But because um, he's real and he's even real with his mom. But um, I just I think it's the freedom. You know, it's the freedom. I never even thought about making that type of money until I came on uh, to um, uh, Clubhouse. That's the thought of becoming a millionaire, just the thought of making a quarter of a million dollars uh, in one year, um, it, it blew my mind. And she so did it, once, y'all. She did it, y'all. Once I got over it, and it gave me a whole different perspective of where I want to go and which angle I want to go in. Um, you can do it. You can do it. You have to set the pace and just go for it. So my encouragement is to people is to break the spirit of fear off of you and feel and go into freedom. You know, you got to walk in the freedom which God has given us. And God has called called all of us to make the money. He's called all of us. He's the one who's a, the, who gives us wealth. So once we spend some time with your coach, spend some time with God and begin to study and see which angle you're going to go. You know, are you an innovator? Are you an early learner? Are you, you know, all the things that Terrence just named. Um, I found myself that one thing I identified myself as, um, as an early one, you know, because when I see something and I see that it's going to be a good thing, I jump out there, you know, I get on board. So when he called me to ask me about this and I've been listening to him, listening to him, I'm like, you know, if I can get anybody to teach me teach me or carry me to another place. It could be my son, you know, and I accepted that. And um, it's just for anybody, break, ask God, break the fear, the fear. And you know what you want to go, go straight ahead, you know, as Nike say, just do it. Just do it, just do it. And I think we'll stop right there. Oh, this has been a pleasure. And I just want to uh, pause and give uh, anyone an, an opportunity to just chime in uh, with some feedback, I comments. Would, just tell us your name uh, and go with your comments. I would, Thank you. Um, Terrence, this is Jackie. Go for it. <laughs> that is so funny. That is so funny. It takes our mothers to give our real names, right? Oh, you, but, you just um, call my I'm, full government. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for this platform. And, and Ms. Belinda, I am so excited to meet you. I'm a little hoarse this morning. I'm so excited. I mean, your story is so amazing. You know, guys, it, it, it just takes a mom to be able to do that. And we all have so many stories about our mothers being, you know, our, our dads, our moms. And Ms. Belinda, I'm so proud of you. And I'm just so happy that you are 
um, in the place you're in and that you allowing your son to coach you. How amazing is that? How amazing is that to our moms bring us up and teach us a lot of things and then we can turn around and teach them uh, some things that we know. So I just say, I want, I just wanted to say to you that I'm so proud of you and, and just keep going and go ahead and make that million this year. I'm so happy for you. This is Jackie. I'm done speaking. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. Go ahead and uh, pop in. Tell us your name, your comment. Uh, hear a, hey, Jim. Hey, yeah, Jim. Yeah, hey, hey, Kim, go ahead. Hey, Mama. Uh, just wanted to say hi and uh, wanted to give her her flowers for uh, listening and allowing the fear to, uh, not allowing the fear to keep her uh, in a money blockage. So congratulations to you. And um, can't wait to hear what the next goal is. I yield the mic. Thank you. Guys, be transformed, right, by, by the renewing of your mind. Uh, many minds have been transformed even right here in this room. Uh, you know, perspectives have been transformed. I mean, ideologies and concepts that, you know, again, there were some laggards uh, in this room specific to NFTs and, and crypto, right, and blockchain. There were laggards. They were rejecting it. And, and now, listen, they, they've moved to like middle adopters. They've moved to like early adapters. And so, you know, things change based on how your mindset shifts. Thank you all so much, uh, Belinda Clark, my dear mama. I love you. Thank you so much for coming and share uh, with, with the table. Uh, one last comment before we uh, turn it over. Going once, going twice. Who wants to pop? Hey, TM. Hey, this is Brian Benstock. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Brian. Good morning. I, I'm okay. so um, pleased to hear what you're sharing with everybody this morning, and it's good to uh, to see everyone on the stage. I just want to say thank you and uh, good morning to everybody. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate you, man. I, I heard a female voice. Uh, it's Jamika. Can you hear me? Hey, Jamika. Good morning. Hey. So I just wanted to pop in and say, um, first off, thank you for bringing up those three things. Like I realized that I'm somewhere just like you um, in between the um, first two. But you and um, Kim, I got to give you guys your flowers. You guys have been teaching me so much about money and JIE and how to and to be aware and to forecast and with the Safe Money Journal, um, just pretty much being aware of what my money is doing and putting it out there so that it can work for me. So I definitely appreciate everything you guys give. And then I release the mic. Thank you so much as I also release the mic. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.